From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. There are a lot of bad karaoke versions that people that think they can hit that note, they cannot hit that note. Oh, the one we just heard? The one we just heard. Absolutely. The late, great Whitney Houston kicks us off for our inaugural, our first ever, whatever, Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, this is going to lead to Valentine's Day. Of course, it's on a Sunday this year, and we thought with the uh, announcement we have coming up on something going on in Hernando dealing with Valentine's Day tomorrow that we would start the show off. And you're probably going to see kind of a uh, uh, Valentine's theme throughout the show. Uh, we've got a couple of special music and stuff like that to go through. But, no, just a, a great song. She's, she's missed. She's definitely missed. Uh, it's really a shame. I saw something about Whitney Houston just the other night. She just she was phenomenal. I mean, she's just a phenomenal singer and just uh, really good. And you know, died too soon. Uh, just a tragic situation. Like I was mentioning to you off air. I mean, you know, Bobby Brown's still alive and kicking and walking around, and poor Whitney's. Uh, I mean, just a sad situation. No, it's very bad. So uh, anyway, just want to uh, welcome tell everybody good morning, guys. I'll remind you a couple times. You have two days. You have two days. Yes. Valentine's Day is Sunday. Valentine's Day is Sunday. So please, uh, you will hear this again, but you, you have one more shopping day. And fellas, while you may only have a couple of days left to buy that special something for your special someone, there's still plenty of time to look for that perfect house. UTW Podcast brought to you each and every week by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one residential real estate team in DeSoto County for well over a decade. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team and were ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's best real estate professionals. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available to you 24-7-365. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. That is a free, no-obligation market analysis for your home. Again, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 25,000 closings since 2009. That's on the buying or selling side of residential real estate. If you're looking to buy or sell a home right now, please reach out to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com for your free, no-obligation market analysis podcast recorded each and every week at the how to barbecue right shop studios how to barbecue right shop is located right here in hernando just 500 yards past connection gymnastics on memphis street this store has everything a man needs for barbecue crawfish and all other kinds of outdoor cooking they have rubs sauces cast iron knives cutting boards thermometers and really cool high-end smokers if you've seen malcolm's how to barbecue right cooking videos you need to stop by his shop today Ladies, if you still have not finished your Valentine's Day shopping, stop by Malcolm's shop tomorrow for Valentine's gift baskets, which you can put together your very own gift basket with all of his favorite things. Again, located right past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street, give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Again, thank you to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group for being our presenting sponsor and How to Barbecue Right Shop for being our studio sponsor for 2021. 
Typically, we start our show by talking about things going on under the water tower here locally. Uh, Derek, you and I spoke off air earlier this week or last week. You talked to us about the Attorney General having a ruling regarding the different wards, regarding the time of living in a ward to be able to represent your ward at the local municipality. And that particular ruling did affect the Hernando-Alderman race coming up this spring. It did. Uh, unfortunately, and this was uh, posted by uh, Julie Hopp that was been put on Facebook and a couple other places, mentioned that she's having a pullout of the Ward 4 Alderman race for the very fact based on the AG's ruling. She was the only one that will be affected in Hernando because she actually moved houses within the last six months and she did move from one ward to another ward uh, even before the ward change. And so because of that she is now unable to run uh, in the ward four seat uh, even though you know it's it's within the same city and, and up until this point we were, everybody was under the assumption it didn't matter where you lived in the city. As long as you were in the city for at least two years, you'd be able to run for the, the ward that you lived in at that time. But with the new AG ruling saying you had to be in the ward also for two years, uh, then she was affected. Now, again, everybody's actually, or not everybody, but a lot of them are in different wards because of the redistricting. Uh, that was taken into consideration. There was a uh, They did contact the state, and the state said, no, if you just recently redrew your lines, we're not penalizing people for that only for those that actually made a move, uh, which in this case was Julie. So she was you know, obviously very disappointed, obviously very excited. Of course, she was the one that had done the virtual parade, or the, I guess the, uh, the reverse the, parade. The reverse parade, yes. The reverse parade that Hernando had. So she had, was very instrumental in, in putting that together and had some great ideas for the city. Uh, she's attended a lot of the meetings, uh, but unfortunately would not be able to run this time. Uh, but is, you know, in supporting the other ones that are running, uh, she still will stay involved. Probably see her again in four years when the next election rolls around. Yeah, Julie did such a good job putting together the uh, reverse parade for Christmas. Whenever the Hernando Chamber of Commerce chose to to not have the Christmas parade this year, she jumped into action and got that uh, kind of put together, which, you know, Derek, I think hundreds of cars just lined up the streets of Mackinville to go through for the re- reverse parade. But, uh, again, Julie not able to run. You and I say it all the time. Uh, all the time. People uh, seeing a need, feeling a need. Uh, that seems to be Miss Julie Hopkins uh, not able to run right now. Derek, some other big news coming out in the city of Hernando involves the COVID vaccine. (laughs) Some pretty, well, actually not a good thing for Hernando. You'll hear what I'm talking about in just a second. Give us that info. So the COVID vaccine shots are now coming to Mississippi Walmart. Uh, Walmart will be able to give out the vaccine. They'll start being able to take appointments uh, at the individual Walmarts in certain cities. Uh, Unfortunately, in DeSoto County, it would be all the cities except for Hernando. Uh, Horn Lake and the South Haven and the Olive Branch Walmart will be able to start receiving appointments and when they get their shipments in to start giving out the vaccine. Uh, For some reason, Hernando Walmart was not chosen, uh, but they are still the other three uh, in the county that you can go to. So, of course, we still have the Lander Center uh, that's taken them. And then once uh, Walmart receives their shipments, I'm sure they'll be online. I'm sure they'll be advertising about it. But that is something that will start coming over the next couple weeks. Again, just trying to get to that 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 person a day. You know, get everybody inoculated as soon as possible. But unfortunately, we'll have to drive 10 to 20 miles to get it for ourselves. So we don't know why? I mean, you weren't giving that information? No, I mean, the article said that it was just those three chosen. I don't know if it was because of population. I'm, I'm really not sure. Hernando Walmart is a very busy store. I, I don't know necessarily why that would be, but, uh, you know, interesting. But, again, it does think to, to have to go up there and, and get, you know, whatever. What about Sanitobi? Do you know? Uh, I did not look at Sanitobi. I was focused just on Soto County. Um, that so. would suck if it was Sanitobi and we just completely <laughs> got, you know, it's like we didn't sign up for it or something. More COVID vaccine news. Uh, Obviously, yesterday, the COVID vaccine station there at the Lander Center was closed uh, due to inclement weather. Uh, Derek, we had to make some changes, so they've changed yesterday's date, yesterday's appointments. They've moved those uh, to when? So all appointments that were on February 11th will now be made on next Saturday, February 20th. Those who had appointments from yesterday 
uh, will now be able to keep the same time appointments on February 20th, which is next Saturday. People with appointments should get an email about the change. Uh, then people without email will receive a phone call with the 601 area code. So again, I know there's a lot of spam going on, but if you see something from a 601 area code, you did have an appointment scheduled for yesterday, and you have not heard about the fact that they changed it, or you're kind of wondering about that, please answer that phone call, and they'll tell you basically just to confirm that you will be receiving yours next Saturday, February 20th, at your originally assigned time. Yeah, we probably should have mentioned it when we were uh, visiting about Julie, uh, about the Alderman's race uh, earlier. Have had some really positive and, and quality uh, information uh, passed along to us uh, regarding our interview uh, on, on Wednesday uh, with Chris Tong and Natalie Lynch, the candidates for Ward 1 uh, Alderman's seat. Uh, I've had some really good responses. Facebook's been jumping privately for us on our Facebook. Uh, multiple candidates that we had uh, hoped to hear from have reached out to us uh, about coming on and getting ready for their show for the different Ward uh, interviews. So uh, just a really Really neat time to be part of the UTW podcast coming up for the spring election. Uh, just going to be a lot of fun interviewing these different candidates. You and I talk about it all the time, Derek, that leadership is important to us, people putting themselves out there to try and better their city. And so we, we thank them for reaching out to us and definitely looking forward to that. Kind of wraps up our Hernando talk. Derek, we'll move a little bit uh, wider, cast a little bit wider net, move up to South Haven, a project that you and I have talked about four or five times over the last four or five months, discussing the pedestrian bridge that's going to be going over Getwell. This a neat project in the city of South Haven, and I think it's underway. It is. It started this week. The construction at the May Boulevard and Getwell, right there at the corner of, of both of those roads. This will affect traffic on Getwell and May uh, Boulevard, and there will be land closures and delays. So again, this Getwell is a, a major north-south uh, thoroughfare. Unfortunately, if you do have to travel to South Haven every day, if you're going up to that Getwell area around the Kroger. Uh, or trying to get up to Getwell or around the Church Road area to go east or west. There will be delays over the next six to eight months. It's going to take six to eight months to finish the pedestrian bridge. It's going to be very nice when it's done. Hopefully in six to eight months the concerts are happening in person again. They can go back and forth over the pedestrian bridge to visit Silo Square. But, of course, we all know with uh, progress comes some headaches. And so, you know, you know, those going to North Point, those going to DeSoto Central, uh, those maybe, again, traveling that area, working in that area, Start looking for the, I'm sure, right lane closed on both sides and maybe left lane closed as they, they build the bridge across. But again, hopefully around the start of school for the 2021-2022 school year, the bridge will be up, and by the fall when the concerts are back in, in person, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, again, we've talked about it numerous times. Visited with Darren Musselwhite about it uh, last fall about this neat project, a, a walking bridge across connecting Silo Square and Snowden Grove. So really looking forward to that. and going to be a, a very neat project uh, for the city of South Haven and, and really the central part of the Soto County, which is what the Silo Square area has really kind of become a, a district that's what uh, Darren Musselwhite talked about, being a district of uh, entertainment, a district of enjoyment for the entire county. Speaking of countywide, I want to welcome our newest advertiser, Green King Spray Services. Since 2001, Green King has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. That's 662-892-8419. Or visit their website at greenkingspray.com. That's greenkingspray.com. Remember, when you want it green, call the king. 
Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former Hernando Alderman, and longtime local resident of Hernando. His team possesses over a century of insurance experience in life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam Lauderdale encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident that Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Give them a call at 662-429-5213. That's 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Podcast brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Want to continue to encourage the UTW podcast listeners to think of Williams Lawn Services for any fencing needs you may have for your property. That's new wooden fences, fence repair, gates, anything like that for your property, please reach out to Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or look for Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. A new segment we do on Fridays with the UTW Podcast are called our DeSoto County Shoutouts. Uh, we talk about a number of different positive things going on, whether that be stuff going on citywide in Hernando or different things with Chambers of Commerce or, or South Haven or anything like that. So got several things going on. Had a project last week at the DeSoto Art Council. Uh, this week, got something new, a new exhibit. Tell us about it. Yeah, man, a new exhibit is starting uh, tomorrow, February 13th through March 6th. Of course, the Arts Council, I hope everybody knows, is located on Highway 51 across from the uh, Phillips Funeral Home, or right there uh, on, the, on the square side uh, of 51. Uh, they're having a new exhibit. It's a photography exhibit which looks at the Freedom Summer Projects that took place in the 1964 when civil rights workers flocked to the Mississippi to register voters, conduct freedom schools, and promote change. The exhibit is on loan from the Mississippi Department of Archives and History and is being sponsored by Fairway Mortgage. Rob Long has a companion exhibit at the DeSoto County Museum called Murder in Neshoba, and interested parties can go to both. So just a great exhibit that we got from Jackson, brought it up here and be able to go, you know, if that's something that you're interested in, it will be on there for the next three to four weeks. Uh, and then you can also go to the DeSoto Museum, which will have an exhibit going on at the same time. So you can kind of, you know, you know, culture in Hernando, and you want to go back and forth from the, uh, the arts Arts Council and to the museum and, and to see both of uh, those projects together. Uh, just something to give, you know, especially on cold winter days like this. Yeah, absolutely, Derek. Uh, so again, DeSoto Arts Council located right, if you come right into the square, take a right on 51, little small white building about to maybe 50 yards up to your left. Just the old city hall. Old city hall, yeah, which I don't think there's a lot of podcast listeners that might. Do you think there's anybody that listens to the podcast that it was city hall when they, when they were here, when they were little? Oh, Lauderdale. <laughs> I'm just going to say, Mr. Sam Lauderdale, Lauderdale Insurance okay. Agency. Yeah, I think you just aged Mr. Sam a little bit, but that's uh, that's okay. Turning our attention, uh, just a reminder to all the for all the parks and rec departments in the area, it is, it is sports sign-up time, soccer, baseball, all that kind of stuff, Hernando included. It is time to sign up. Uh, coming up, time is uh, ticking if you'd like to participate in spring sports. Yeah, please call your, your rec department if you're in South Haven or Olive Branch or in Hernando. Please call your sports and rec department. Uh, most of them, the sign-ups end next Friday. Uh, and if not the 19th, and if not next Friday, definitely by uh, the 26th. So please make sure your kids, I think, I know it's $90 in Hernando for baseball and for softball for residents, uh, $120 for non-residents, and then for t-ball, it's $60 for residents, uh, and then $70 for non-residents. So please get it, you know, this is this is your opportunity. It's going to be a, a great spring. You know, once we, again, this 
get the ice out of here, get the snow out of here, uh, be ready to go. So I know the kids will be ready to get out of the house. You're going to be ready to have them out of the house. So go ahead and sign them up, and uh, practices will start in March. I'm pretty sure that the ice or the temperatures are not good for the new fields and the new fields they're working on. No, no, probably, yeah, let's, let's shelf that for a, a week or two. Yeah, definitely got to get, I'm assuming, up into the 40s or so to get back to putting the fields together. Again, the fields are closed. Uh, the city, the Parks and Rec Department uh, just approved for $94,000 to improve the fields. So looking forward to those in the spring. But, yeah, don't forget to sign up for spring sports coming up, baseball, softball, uh, those type things with the Fernando Parks and Rec Department. Derek, final thing for the DeSoto County shout-outs happens right here under the water tower, happening tomorrow, the inaugural chocolate tour. Matt, the chocolate tour <laughs> is tomorrow. I'm, I hope that everybody can get out there, shop local. First, we just want to start, I always shop local. But, yes, from Saturday, February 13th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., uh, they're going to have 15 participating businesses uh, where you can go and shop. Guys, again, two days till Valentine's Day. Right. You have today. And then you have tomorrow to get your if you're if this is important to your your spouse your significant other please 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 you have 48 hours to get this done and you have 15 places in town where you can get this done uh, I'm gonna read through those real quick I did it about a week or two ago and do it one more time since the event is tomorrow uh, this is by the of course the Chamber of Commerce in Hernando the City of Hernando putting this on uh, Bazaar's Bakery and Breakfast Bon Bon Gift Shop Center Stage Fashions Cynthia's Boutique Hernando Flower Shop LG Trend Company Boutique, Saint, Side Alley, SoCo Apparel, The Bunker Boutique, The Square Cupboard, Social and Saint, Coffee Central Squared, The Pink Xenia, and then DeSoto Arts Council. All will be open tomorrow. All will have wonderful things, again, to buy for your significant other, and all will have some type of sample of chocolates. I went to one, uh, one of the places this week. They said they're going to have brownies. Another one said they're going to have the chocolate milk from the guy on the square that says yeah, on the square, sure. uh, Brown Farms that comes up from Oxford. Uh, and so, and somebody else are going to have homemade chocolate, um, like some kind of like chocolate square, not brownies, but the, some kind of chocolate like squares made, uh, homemade chocolate squares. If, if this is your thing, milk, dark, you know, whatever, go tomorrow, support local boutiques. You got two days. Just a neat thing, Derek, the Chamber of Commerce, you know, getting out and, and, and putting out the word, trying to keep business local, uh, support these local businesses that, you know, obviously the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, since last March, uh, have had to figure out new ways to do things. So the chocolate tour right here in Hernando, tomorrow, 10 to 4, get out and, and uh, you know, again, look for your significant other's uh, gift. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be 25, and uh, hot chocolate will probably be sure. at all 15 stops. So sunshine and 25 degrees. That sounds about right. Derek, you and I talked about a little bit off air. We visited a little bit about Valentine's Day. It's not really something that after 20 years of marriage we, uh, you know, do a lot of or whatever. But, uh, you know, look, Valentine's Day is what it is. It's a huge time throughout the country, of course, and, and people celebrating it. Well, if you have a 14-year-old daughter like I do, it's very important to her. Oh, okay. And so she, you know, I mean, whether it's getting a little, little pair of earrings or some bath bombs or something, she, Valentine's Day, I mean, you know, and I guess most teenage girls it would probably be big for. Right. They, they hope to get something at school. I don't know if mine will. She does it that way. Daddy's got to make it up. So right, yeah. I'm assuming that the, the, this year they're not allowing that kind of stuff. Are they doing flowers, balloons, stuff like that? Oh, if you want not, to? not in school. No, right. Not. She have a little uh, significant other. Maybe she's buying for. No. No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> so no. We don't need to talk about that. But no, she's not 35 yet, so no. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. I understand. When you were growing up, what, what was your favorite kind of Valentine's thing? Did you like the little hearts and stuff? Okay, first of all, you know the sweet tarts, the big fat round yeah, yeah, ones, yeah, that yeah, you, sure. the chewy ones? Yeah, yeah, of course. Those were always the those are the best. Those. Yeah, those are awesome. Um, those I didn't really like the little hearts, you know, the B-mines no, no, and hearts, stuff like no, that. No, the hearts, no, those are all in that. Kind of chalky. Very chalky. <laughs> chalky. Ah, just the worst. 
I guess it would just have to be, okay, what about when you got the box of chocolates and there's only like two that are chocolate and caramel yeah. and everything else is like chocolate sure. and coconut or some kind of nasty gritty something like or, like, or like a fake Nestle bar and you're like, you got two good ones. There, there was also one that had like the, the dark chocolate in the chocolate, which is okay. You, you lost me at dark chocolate. No, it was like the it was like the creamy chocolate inside that like you'd bite into right. it. Instead of being caramel, it would be like the okay, chocolate. Okay, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, but then everything else was just like the nasty cherry that'd be in there. Like, yep. oh, this is awful. Not a band of the grab a box where you had taken chances. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so probably just the regular chocolate. I do like the Dove chocolate. The yeah. Dove oh, chocolate yeah, Dove hearts. chocolate's good. But you know, that's... That- <laughs> That's our uh, specialty there, our, our chocolate uh, uh, opinions there, I guess, and, and discussing that. But, again, chocolate tour tomorrow in the city. Support local. Get out 25 degrees, put a jacket on, and go out there and enjoy the sunshine uh, as you tour around the city of Fernando for the 15 businesses. Thank you to the 15 businesses that are participating. Uh, we wish them luck, uh, definitely. So that concludes our DeSoto County shout-out. Some positive things, different things coming up typically on the weekend uh, is what we're going to discuss and so forth. So thank you to those people, part of the DeSoto County shout outs again art council new exhibit photography exhibit that's uh, Derek explained chocolate tour going on this weekend and then sports signups do not miss the sports signups with your different uh, city uh, park departments and Matt speaking of Valentine's Day and treats I know somewhere where every day is a treat and where kids feel treated every day and that's Disney World that's right, Derek. And if you're planning a trip to Disney World, reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. That's Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. Reach them at 662-469-6304, 662-469-6304, or check them out on Facebook and Instagram. That's Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Magical Destinations Unlimited. Derek, I noticed on their Instagram the other night that uh, they were advertising the possibility of helping somebody put together an, an Alaskan vacation. No, I did see that. I uh, had like a, a nice loop that took you into Alaska and then back out to the coast. Uh, right. I guess you would probably start on a, a taking a ship to get there and then you'd enter and come out. I think they also have that for different countries too. You can take one, now obviously not right now, but once COVID is over, I know they used to have like, uh, you could do the island hopping for Greece and uh, maybe go to Italy and they it's it's pretty neat um that it'll take you behind the tour like you can cook with a chef in Italy uh you can tour you know behind the scenes in Paris you know stuff like that so I think Disney does a really good job has a lot of good connections to be able to do that right and look if you're interested in anything like that it's not just the tropical things that we talk about every week with magical destinations of Fernando it is numerous things Alaskan vacations beach vacations anything like that reach out to these ladies again 662 662- 469-6304 and let Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher help you plan the trip of your dreams. North Point Christian School will offer a preview of the point admissions open house for prospective students ages PK through 12th grade on Sunday, February 21st at 2 p.m. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sheeran, at 662-349-5127. That's 662-349-5127. Don't miss out. Reserve your spot for Sunday, February 21st at 2 p.m. and see if you and your family are ready to join the North Point family.
You know, Derek, if you're going to take one of those trips that we discussed moments ago to Disney World or any of those Alaskan vacations, anything like that, you're going to need a pretty smile for all the different pictures. And if you're looking for a pretty smile, look no further than DeSoto Family Dental Care. With over 60 years of combined dental experience, Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239 for the DFDC difference. Uh, next thing we want to mention uh, are a couple of uh, signings and commitments. Uh, the first is uh, here under the water tower for the Hernando Tigers, Hernando Lady Tigers, Addie McCain, Jacayla Jones, and Arlie McKay, all three from Hernando, have signed to play soccer at Northwest next year. You know, congratulations to all three. The Northwest coach, when interviewed about them, said that he wanted them as a package. Wow. He loved the way that they played together. You know, they made it to they made the playoffs. Only right. there was one of two teams from the female side or from the ladies' side to make uh, the state playoffs in soccer. And so then they lost, you know, two to one. So a great played game down in Jackson area. But he wanted them as a package because he loved how they played together, worked together. Of course, Addie McCain, one of the top goalies in the north part of the state. And uh, so just congratulations to them. Of course, we have a personal relationship with uh, Arlie McKay's parents. Right. Uh, we, know, we know them and we've watched her grow up. And so congratulations to her, first of all. I'm old. Right. Second of all, um, you know, congratulations to Arlie and to Blake and to Joy on uh, her being able to get the scholarship and, and, and get her her school paid for. Yeah. Did the Lady Ranger coach mention anything about how awesome the announcer was for the Lady Tiger <laughs> Lady Tiger soccer team? Some, somehow that did not come. He, up he didn't mention article. that. Okay. I, I didn't know, know if he mentioned. Hey, included in these three young ladies, uh, glad to have them for the Lady Tigers, uh, for the Rangers. But, um, you know, can you give me the number to the guy that does the uh, music and the announcing for the games? Oh, you, you Northwest? No, it's, I'm just simply oh, saying, that, saying that. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were asking for the call. No, 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 no. Okay. But uh, congratulations to those ladies for sure. I did get a chance to play the music and, and get to say their names quite a bit over the season. Uh, just, you know, again, making the playoffs, Derek. We paid attention to the uh, soccer playoffs. Uh, was not easy. Is not easy. Uh, and these ladies made it there. So congratulations to them and congratulations to them as they move forward uh, with their soccer careers to go to Northwest. And the last, uh, I guess, announcement before we get to basketball on commitments, uh, this one is a commitment, Zandon Harrelson of Center Hill, you've heard us mention his name probably every time we've talked about the Center Hill basketball team, has committed to play at Northwest and will continue to play in basketball for at least you know for two years there. So we just want to say congratulations. He put it out on Twitter uh, himself that he was committing to Northwest and really looking forward to being a uh, to being a player there uh, in Senatobia for the next two years. Yeah, congratulations to him. Junior college basketball in the state of Mississippi is, is, is very solid. Uh, a lot of these kids, it's amazing, the number of kids from DeSoto County taking advantage of what's right down uh, 55 in Senatobia, uh, Northwest. I had an opportunity to sit down with their athletic director several months ago uh, to just to talk to him about uh, the van business and travel business and stuff like that. Just to like a very nice guy and they continue to focus on DeSoto County as a, a place for uh, kind of a feeder county into uh, to Northwest so congratulations to him and I know we'll hear his name in just a second as we talk about basketball all right moving on to basketball I do want to uh, make a correction about the way that the basketball district tournaments lead feed into 
the statewide basketball playoffs. The coach for the Hernando Lady Tigers, uh, Daniel Forbes, Coach Forbes reached out to me and uh, made me aware of how it works. I do appreciate it because, again, I grew up in South Mississippi 30 years ago, and it was a little different then. Of course, I did not play high school basketball, so I wasn't paying that much attention to it. First of all, I want to say the consolation game does matter. Uh, so there is a, a reason to play the 3-4 game uh, in, in only a four-team tournament. And so the way that it works is think of a district tourney as going from 32 teams in the state down to 24. So you have 32 teams around in each classification and the one under 24. The teams that win the district tourney get a first-round bye. Mm -hmm. So all those playing for the championship, if you win the championship, there is some incentive. You do get a first-round bye. And then the other 16 teams in the state, two and three from each region, play a first-round game. The winners then travel to those number one schools for a true Sweet 16 matchup. So you're going to have twos and threes all across the state playing each other. And then the winner of the two-three game will then play the number one in a true, uh, you know, Sweet Sixteen tournament. Yeah, so that's want, how it you works. want to get the buy, right? So again, there is a reason. So basically, every when you hear me talk about the consolation games here coming up, every three-four game, every consolation game is the truly first, you know, winner go home game. So you know, a th- a three seed can still you know make it to the state finals. But what's interesting is is that the only thing that the regular season counts for. Is tournament seeding. Right. Because once you make the tournament, it doesn't matter if, if, if you know, Hernando Lady Tigers, we know they went undefeated. If they would have lost, which they did not first round, but if they would have lost the first round game and finished fourth, they would be they'd be go home. They could go they could be twenty one wins and lose their first lose the lose the two games in the, the, the district, district tournament, tournament be done. Well that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, glad it didn't turn out that way necessarily, right. but uh yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Have a bad couple of nights and you, you, you sit at home. So we know that now going into the district tournament. Uh luckily got a little reprieve because of the ice storm, uh, all of the consolation games that were set for Thursday have been moved to Friday. Wow. I'll cover that in just a moment. But so uh I thought I was going to have a little more scores to cover this morning. I uh, do not, only covering the scores from Monday and Tuesday, but we'll go over those and set the stage for all of the games, which will be now several games happening today. Which we will update on Tuesday. We'll update on Tuesday. So we'll start with the girls' region 1 6A. These are the games being played in Olive Branch. Uh, Tupelo beat DeSoto Central 58 to 55. Olive Branch, of course, they're the one seed. They beat Lewisburg 87 to 34. So the number one team in the state rolls through and will head to the, dis- the district championship game. And the consolation game now being played today Lewisburg versus DeSoto Central. Of course, winner moves on, loser goes home. And then Tupelo versus Olive Branch in the championship tonight. Tupelo has handed, of course, Olive Branch the only loss of the year. And both games were decided by six points or less. So this could be a great championship game uh, happening at Olive Branch uh, tonight. Uh, so if you're in the area, please try to go see that, you know, obviously based on uh, capacity limits. Next, girls region 2-6A. This is happening in Oxford. Hernando won their first round game 60 over Horn Lake, 60-40. to 40. And then Oxford beat South Haven 58-43. to 43. South Haven will now play Horn Lake in the consolation game today at 3 p.m. And then Hernando will play Oxford in the championship game today at 6.30. So, again, Hernando will obviously move on. and we'll, So, we'll have at least two DeSoto County teams coming from that bracket of one of the playoffs, no matter who wins between the uh, South Haven and Horn Lake game. Staying in 6A, boys, Region 1, 6A at Isle Branch. Tupelo beat DeSoto Central 58-54. to And then, Matt, this was probably the most interesting game, uh, at least for the first three quarters. Isle Branch 72 Lewisburg 55. The game was 47-43 with about a minute left in the third quarter. An, an Olive Branch player is attempting a three-pointer and, and a foul is called. Who was leading? Lewisburg's leading, excuse 47. me, 47-43. Yep. So Olive Branch is attempting a three-pointer late in the third quarter, about a minute left. 
Logan Coker fouls him, doesn't think it's a foul, gets pretty upset about it, gets technical. The head coach comes off the bench, Coach Adam Tipton, he gets a technical. And so after the multiple free throws, and then of course there was a minute left, after all that, it went from a 47-43 Lewisburg advantage to 52-48 Olive Branch advantage in a minute. So it was just a huge turning point of the game. From there, Olive Branch outscored Lewisburg 20-7 in the fourth quarter. Logan Coker led the Patriots with 19 points, followed by Eli Lamont with 17, and David Kessel with, uh, chipped in with 11. Not saying Olive Branch wouldn't have lost, but that's just a tough way. Lewisburg, did, they did split the, uh, the season this year. Right. And so it, it could have happened, but just a tough way to go down. So now DeSoto Central will play Lewisburg in a consolation game. Of course, one DeSoto County team will move on. I had an opportunity to talk to Greg Drumright, Derek, a, gentleman, a friend of the podcast. We've interviewed him about the Fieldhouse Project coming up in Hernando, the neat project that we've discussed. And he just said the, uh, the, you know, the, the thing with the referee and the, the three-point th- three try attempt with the foul was, was really pretty amazing to watch uh, how it went from that much of a swing. He joked around that he's a Lewisburg parent, but he said other parents sitting around him that he knows from Olive Branch uh, just kind of looked at him and were like, you know, Greg, I don't, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> that did not look right. But, uh, again, Olive Branch got the win. Uh, they're moving on to the championship. So, uh, you know, good luck to Lewisburg to see if they can uh, move on to the playoffs as well. Yeah, it should be a good consolation game against right. both the Soto County teams. Next, Boys Region 268, of course, also being held in Oxford, just like the girls. South Haven beat Hernando, Hernando Boys, uh, 71-46. South Haven led 30 to – excuse me, South Haven led 60-36 to at the end of the third quarter and then emptied their bench. For the Chargers, Hibbler had 13, Smith had 13, Isaiah Brevard had 12, and Morgan had nine. So, again, just a well-rounded effort by the uh, South Haven Chargers. They're going to move to the championship game. Hernando will face Horn Lake. Uh, in the Constellation game. Horn Lake loses a heartbreaker to Oxford, 63-62. to D.J. Smith from Oxford made a layup at the buzzer to beat the uh, to give the Eagles a heartbreaking loss. So, again, Horn Lake versus Hernando in the Constellation game. One will move on. Hernando versus Horn Lake in the Constellation game today at 4.30. South Haven versus Oxford for the championship game at 8 p.m. tonight. So, again, what you're having is, you know, it was going to be the girls one day, Thursday, and then – uh, or maybe the Constellation games on thir- uh, Thursday and then the championship games on Friday. Now, both at Olive Branch and at uh, Oxford, you're going to have girl Constellation, boy Constellation, girl championship, boy championship. So, right. all afternoon. Uh, the ones in Olive Branch start at 1 p.m. The girls will start at 1 p.m. today because they're out of school. Uh, you know, they're out of school. Right, they'll start sure. early. Uh, so, they'll start at 1 p.m. today. And I think that's also the case in Lake Cormorant. Uh, they'll start at 1 p.m. today. Oxford, they're not starting until about 3. So, a little later in Oxford. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they have school, but they'll start at three going through eight. So again, just a wonderful round of games. So if you're in the area, if you're in the Olive Branch gym, they're going to play the consolation games. They're going to clear the gym out and then bring people back in for the championship games. And I'm sure Oxford did the same thing. Yeah. In Oxford, they, are they going uh, double mask and gloves and <laughs> having to do uh, jazz hands or whatever? <laughs> they may, they may do, yeah. have to do sign language I, clapping. I'm not, I'm not sure what the, uh, the mayor is going to require. Just, but, uh, just, just, you know, it, I joke, I kid. Uh, and the girls region won five A. So now we're moving to five A. That's all the six A that we have. So we're hoping for the maximum amount of DeSoto County teams uh, coming out of each of those tournaments, uh, both on the boys and the girls' side. Now we're turned to uh, 5A. Uh, this is held also in DeSoto County. So we had two district tournaments in the county this week. Lafayette played Center Hill on the girls' side. Lafayette wins 50-34. to Center Hill girls go down. And then Saltillo, 48, Lake Comorant girls, 28. Lake Comorant <laughs> girls just still couldn't get it done. Uh, they were led by Melissa Liddell, who had 16 points. Matt? They did lead after the first quarter, twelve to ten. There you go, twelve to 10. twelve to ten. Lead after and, the first quarter, and then it was. Man, you know they were so excited. It, it, it was downhill from there, but again, <laughs> still pulling for them. I, I know that. Look, I'm telling you, two years. I'm, I feel that they're going to win this this district yep. championship. Okay. 
Center Hill uh, will now play Lake Cormorant in the Constellation game. So, unfortunately, we're only a sh- only going to get one DeSoto County team making the playoffs on the on the girls' uh, Region 1-5A. Uh, it is an early game. It will be at 1-30. And then Lafayette uh, versus Saltillo in the championship game tonight at 5 p.m. So, again, please go out there, support the girls. We are going to get one of those teams advancing uh, to the state playoffs. Uh, and so, you know, if you're a Center Hill or a Lake Cormorant fan, uh, please come out and support. And then finally, on the uh, boys' side, Region 1-5A at Lake Cormorant, Center Hill won 58-44, and then Lake Cormorant won 61-39. Donovan Sanders had 12, and Keith and Brooks had 12 for uh, the Gators. Lafayette and Sotillo will play in the uh, consolation game today at 3 p.m. Loser goes home, and we're going to have an all-DeSoto County Championship. Center Hill versus Lake Cormorant in the championship game at 7 p.m., which means both teams will make the playoffs. They're assured a playoff spot, and the winner getting the bye. So that's a great news. So we will have it both 5A boys teams advancing to the state playoffs uh, this week. And if you recall, we were told that it was going to come down to Center Hill and Lake Cormorant uh, in that district, and we were told that months ago. So yeah, months ago, that's exactly what happened. And then you know now I think Callaway is the other big name in the state. That's sure. one of the teams that we'll be looking to face here in the, when the playoffs start. And then finally, there was one non-tournament game played this week. On Tuesday, the North Point Lady Trojans defeated Tennessee 6A Houston High School 60-40. to The game was 51-19 to before the Lady Trojans bench came in. Uh, the Lady Trojans were led by Leah Jones with 17, Bradley Faith Cherry with 17, and Bethany Wright with 13. And the Trojans will find out the seating in their tournament, I believe, Saturday. And that their, their district tournament will start next week. So once they cleared the bench off, they lost 21-9. to nine. They did. They did. It was, <laughs> it was a 21-9 was to nine by the JV versus yeah. Houston High School, yes. But I just want to say good luck to all the Soto County teams tonight. We, we do hope as many, as I said, the maximum amount of, of DeSoto County teams can make the state playoffs. I have the bracket already pulled up for the state playoffs. I've already got it saved on my phone to where the seeds from each region will go. So once we know the seeding, then we'll have that ready to announce on the Tuesday show. Derek, let's be sure and put that on our Facebook page as soon as we know that. Share that with the people. Congratulations to the young people getting to play basketball, having a good time uh, You know, with, with teammates. Every Tuesday and Friday, Derek, we say be happy you're playing basketball. Some of these teams got 30, 35 games. Just keep playing hard, doing the best you can. Thank you to the Hernando coach for uh, clearing things up for us, letting us know how that does work. Derek, I know you and I talked off air. I'm, uh, I don't know how happy he was with my joke about concessions, but the concessions are important. They are concession stands are important. Uh, you know, I mean, well, you know, for a guy like well, me. But again, we are glad that South Haven and Horn Lake girls are driving back down to actually oh, yeah. play for of course. something. Yeah, I mean, they are playing for something, yeah. But with the weather, they probably could just play right here in That's South true. Haven. That's you know, true. whatever. They, pro- they probably should play in South Haven and just send Oxford a $500 check for concessions, <laughs> right? I mean, just send them the money. So just a thought. But, hey, congratulations to all the young people. Uh, the signings we discussed, getting to play basketball, uh, that's what we like to talk about here under the Water Tower on the UTW podcast about how special those times are uh, for Derek and I, with, with how much we enjoyed our time there. And just kids, don't ever take that for granted, uh, how much fun you have with your friends and stuff like that. You, you Trust me, when you get to be you know, guys in their 40s like us, you look back and you wish you were able to go to batting practice or, or go to baseball or basketball practice you know, with your buddies. If you enjoy the UTW Podcast each week, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. Please share it with friends, family, coworkers. Again, go back and listen to the Ward 1 interviews from our special show on Wednesday. If you enjoyed that show, share it with your friends, family. Share it with anyone you like to let people know that we're going to be having these interviews each and every week coming up during the election cycle here in the city of Fernando. Most importantly, go to wherever you listen to your podcast, hit subscribe, Spotify, 
Spotify, Apple Podcast, anything like that. Hit subscribe so we can continue to grow our show each and every week. Derek, anything else? Guys, you have two days. Two days, guys. Chocolate tour coming up this week. You've got two days, Valentine's Day. Look, if you're in middle school or high school and the person that you're maybe dating or seeing, if they said they don't want anything, this is a lesson. This is a guy lesson right here. Guys, listen to what I'm saying. If you are, I don't know how many our demographics from the 15 to 18-year-old, if your girlfriend from 15 to 18 said that she does not want anything for Valentine's Day, that is a test, a 100% test. I'm going to recommend you get in her something. Yeah. The worst she can do is give it back to you, and you get to eat it or keep it or whatever. Yeah, she's lying. Right, exactly. She's lying. She does want something. If she, uh, That is a complete and, and total test. She would like for, for you to get her something. So just, uh, you, you know, you're going to thank us. Uh, that is a warning from the UTW podcast. If you are not, if you did not get your 15 to 18-year-old girlfriend something, and she said that she does not want anything for Valentine's Day, that is a total test. And if you don't get her anything this coming Sunday, she will be breaking up with you by Monday. <laughs> Correct. You will be single. Actually, Tuesday, because she won't see either by text yeah, or hopefully she'll do it in person on Tuesday. Right. So you will be part of a TikTok on Tuesday. Well, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wondering in the night, what were the chances we'd be sharing love before the night was through? Something in your eyes was so inviting, something in your smile.